station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, movie defector, Melissa Kersh. Hello! And uh, we are once again for our Bond series, joined by our movie, I'm going to call her low-level technician, <laughs> Chris Vanderkam. Hello! Hi, Chris. Welcome back. Yay! If you're here, at least for the time being, we must be watching a Bond film. Yay! And indeed we are. The film we are watching this uh, episode is Goldeneye. So, Chris, tell us what you know about Goldeneye. So, I, I think I know that it's Pierce Brosnan's first. Okay. As Bond. Mm-hmm. Very good. And that's about it. Awesome. Okay. And I would also like to note, this is episode 100. <gasps> Chris, you have the honor of being the guest on episode 100, which happens to be Goldeneye. Yay! I think it's going to be episode 99, but anyway. Is it? Yeah. How is it going to be 99? Well, because I just posted 97, and that was The Living Daylights, and then 98 is going to be Hot Fuzz, and then this will be 99. Thanks for listening! Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I, yeah, should, I we, should we start over again? <laughs> no. No, that's not how this works. Okay, fine. That's not how this works. You get to hear. How is this episode? Not we, episode. We air all our dirty laundry right here. I know, but. Right here on the show. How, so how is your counting different from mine? I don't know. I'm going by what I have on the website. I'm willing what to I bet. you. put up there. <laughs> I, just, I just loaded. It just went up yesterday. Dear listeners, imagine me eating popcorn and watching this. Whatever. It's Goldeneye. It's, it's Goldeneye. Goldeneye. It's we'll, awesome. We'll solve, we'll see, but when we get back from the break, we'll talk about who was right. Okay. <laughs> and it could be we're both right uh, in some way because I may have doubled up an episode number way back when. But right now, I just posted episode 97. Anyway, <laughs> point is... We're watching GoldenEye tonight. It is, as uh, Chris already surmised, the first film featuring Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. Yay! So Timothy Dalton did two films, and then there was a longer-than-usual break mm-hmm. uh, after the uh, A License to Kill, because those two films did not do as well. And uh, so there was there was some recalibration, and they brought in Pierce Brosnan. Well, who they well part part of the issue was also it had been like six years between Bond films at that point, and when they went back to Dalton, he said, eh, "I don't want to do it anymore." And they went, uh, "Pierce Brosnan, are you are you available now?" And hooray, he was. Yeah. So they they tried to give him this job before, mm-hmm. and he had to turn it down because Remington Steele would not let him out of his contract or mm-hmm. something. I mean, yeah, there was, was rigmarole they, around it. Was, it. it was a show that was like. Like on the way on the way out, yeah. when he was trying to become Bond, it was like they were probably filming their last season. He's like, "Well, when we get done with this season, I'm going to go be Bond." And they're like, "No, we got you comp- contracted for three more seasons. We could get picked up." And he's like, "No, we're not going to get picked up. What the <laughs> hell?" Anyway, I don't know. I'm making up this conversation. Yeah, you totally but, are. But uh, anyway, the point is, they came back to Pierce Brosnan and they said, "Hey, we want you to play James Bond." And so he did. He did. He played James Bond for four movies. This mm-hmm. being the first. Uh, my and non- the best one. My, yeah, it is. And my <laughs> non-spoiler thing about this is, uh, of the Bond films we've watched, I don't believe this is the best in terms of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But I find this one possibly the most enjoyable to watch. I agree with you. This is a hell of a fun movie. It yeah. is really a lot of fun. I have heard that this is considered a, an enjoyable film yes. to watch. Yes, yeah, very. It's, 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 it's super fun, and I don't want to get in get too far into why it's super fun. Hopefully we will discuss that when uh, mm-hmm. when the film is, is over. Is but, there skiing? 
Uh, I don't, don't think so. I don't think so. There's snow, but I don't think anybody's on skis. I don't think so. I remember. cello case. <laughs> no. No, there, there is no cello case. There's not even artificial skiing. I remember a tank. And I remember a very dark colored train. Yeah. And there, there's a, actually, there's a really great there, chase scene. There's a good car scene. There's a really great, there are actually there's a couple one, of really great chase yeah. scenes in this. So, I mean, there, there, there's certainly, there's certainly a lot of fun stuff, but I don't think there's any skiing. And if there's and, skiing, I just have to say it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And this cast is great. Yeah. <laughs> And we're not going to go into it. I'm not going to go into it because there's so many great things yeah, about this cast. There's stuff that we'll talk about at the cast when we get back from the movie. But I, I guess after we've done all of this, the thing that I, I think it, it, it's it's it, not the greatest film ever, but it is super fun. And uh, that was something that uh, Brosnan bought, brought back that there wasn't so much in Dalton, uh, which, you know, Melissa and I have talked about why we enjoyed Dalton anyway. But I think that... that uh, Brosnan brought back a little more of the cheekiness that Roger Moore had. Mm-hmm. And uh, that certainly contributes to why this film works. So, I mean, we've said all that, and we probably shouldn't say any more. We yeah. should just go watch the movie and figure out what episode we're actually recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go do that. We're going to record the movie. We're going to figure out what episode we're recording. And we'll be back in just a little bit. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> I didn't need that mental image. <laughs> Top ten list of things I did not need to picture. <laughs> McAvoy and Stewart getting mashed together like Barbie dolls. And we are back. <laughs> Many helicopters have been destroyed. Many Russian accents have been mangled. And we have indeed watched Goldeneye. <laughs> so, so, Chris... Uh, it is your first time watching Goldeneye. Yes. Would you share with our listeners what you thought of the film? Wow, okay. Yeah, um, so I really enjoyed this. Um, Melissa had been talking uh, before the break about how great a cast this was, and mm-hmm. I really have to agree. There were a lot of fantastic faces in this. Um, I thought Pierce Brosnan was a great Bond. Mm-hmm. I, I groaned a lot at the one one-liners. Yeah. Well, yeah. But he delivered them very well. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally see what t- what you were talking about, Tim, about bringing the cheek back that Roger Moore had. Yes. Um, I don't remember if we recorded that, but if not, hey, listeners, Tim was talking earlier about <laughs> bringing the cheek back that Roger Moore had uh, with Pierce Brosnan, and I really agree with that. They're probably mm-hmm. still wondering whether this is not the 99th or 100th episode. I don't know if they remember oh, no. anything no, no. else we discussed. Damn, we're we're both right. Care. It's true. We're both right. But we're anyway, both right. We're both right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Seriously, don't think they care. I, probably not. 
We'll get to that later. Right now we're talking about the movie. <laughs> they wouldn't let this go. They had to figure out who. Oh, was we right. did. Well, yeah, it was before it's, we even it's started. It's important the movie. because we have to know what the which episode's next. Yes. Oh <laughs> yes. We have to know what we have what recording next. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. So, um so yeah, fantastic cast. Uh, loved Ellen Cumming as Mr. Yeah. I am invincible. I am invincible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and, and Hagrid is there. And, Hag- and Hagrid was there. Hagrid is there as a Russian. None of the Russians in the movie are actually Russian. It's like they're all Scottish. I well, think some of them are Scottish. The uh, lead. Uh, well, well, well the, Sean Bean is is from he's Yorkshire, English, but he also doesn't yeah. have a Russian accent. But yeah, uh, the true. lead is Polish, so she, I guess, is closest. Yeah. Uh, in terms of geographically. <laughs> yeah. I can see Poland from my house. <laughs> Although she grew up in Sweden. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> um, the, none of the Russians in this film are Russian. None, none of, of them. them. And the reason why all of us were cracking up at the start of the podcast was that I was talking about Famke Janssen, who yeah. I've pretty much only seen in the X-Men films. And... I have not liked previously because I personally find the character of Jean Grey very boring. So I didn't have a good opinion of the actress. Mm-hmm. Although to be fair, she doesn't have much to work with. Um, and uh, and I like her much better now that I've seen her playing a Russian psycho. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, and and she's having so much fun. Yeah, that was a little disturbing. <laughs> right? How, like, how much fun she was having. A lot of lots of fun. Lot, lots so of fun. wow. Yeah, like the customers might have been asking some uncomfortable questions. Yes. <laughs> we need to have these seams have a lot of give here and just. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. so, okay, so we saw Hagrid, we saw Jean Grey, we, we saw, saw Nightcrawler. We saw Nightcrawler. We saw Boromir. Boromir. Mm-hmm. Who else did we see? Uh, yeah, Boromir died twice. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's right? exciting. <laughs> right? Hashtag don't kill Sean Bean. <laughs> and, we, and, saw, we saw Whitaker from the last Bond film. Yeah. We watched. Yeah, and he, he's reincarnated into a good guy. And, yeah. And, and uh, uh, how that works. Yeah, Joe Don Baker. I just love Joe Don Baker. Oh, we saw we saw Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Who is, uh, yes. Who's amazing. I, who is just... You can't replace that. She's just Judy Dench. Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Lady Catherine de Bourgh. <laughs> Minnie Driver in a teeny little yes. part. <laughs> Minnie, Minnie Driver. Minnie Driver singing badly. Stand by oh your man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was Minnie Driver. That was, was Minnie Driver. Was Minnie Driver. Yes. How do you like them apples? Oh, oh, I love snap. Minnie Driver. Oh my god. We need to watch more things with Minnie Driver. Just saying. Yeah. Gross point blank, maybe. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, yes. so, Melissa, is there trivia about the Oh, cast? God, there's so much. There, there's so, so we'll much. We'll get to that. There's, yeah, we'll get, we'll we get to that. Talk yeah, we got to talk about the movie first. All right, so, okay. Yeah, we'll use it. We're talking about the cast. We are, we are, yeah. we are. Uh, the, there's, so mu- there's so much cast. The, yeah, the cast is, is just amazing. All, all the little roles are filled with, with these remarkable actors that you're like, oh, shit, I remember that actor from this thing or that thing or the other thing. Yeah, and, um, and it's and it's like the right. It, this movie is like twenty two years old, which makes me feel tremendously, tremendously old by this point. But oh, shut up! Yeah, uh, but yeah. anyway, it's all these um, all these actors. A lot of them were just coming into the uh, attention of the American public. Like Sean Bean had. Um, 
I can't remember what he was. I'm in. sure he died in I, something. He, by yeah, now. it was. Pa- I think it was Patriot Games. Oh yeah, he died yeah, in that. And that was like two years prior to this, so he was just starting to kind. Of, he'd been acting since like the early '80s and in, in like British TV shows and stuff. But yeah. for Americans, this was like the start of the the Sean Bean mythos. Oh, I this suppose is a, this is a tangent. I'm sorry, but yeah. the Sean Bean massacre. That's yeah, what yeah, because he dies. Spe- he dies twice. How, yeah. how does this man not have a complex like, <laughs> just shows up on sets like okay so how am i dying this it time? could it could be in his contract he, but he has to he, die. they've done interviews with him and he seems to have a remarkably good humor about it oh yeah he, he says his favorite death is boromir well that was i mean death. that's a spectacular that's a really, death. Really good death. yeah really really yeah. solid death uh, but the death here i mean he gets a satellite dish dropped on him which is spectacular that's pretty well he amazing. gets dropped off of the satellite dish but he's not then, dead yet and then the satellite dish falls on him yeah mm-hmm. that's a pretty epic and he death. almost gets three deaths in this film yeah i mean because prior you know he gets I mean, shoot, count- shot in the face you know yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he gets blown up, and then he gets Although blown up, and we thought he was dead when he got blown up. And it's not just being crushed by a satellite dish; it's being crushed by a flaming satellite flaming dish. Flaming satellite that dish will, that will then sink into a lake. Yes. And one, this is like Rasputin. One could also argue, <laughs> one could also argue that at this point in the film, it's kind of his own satellite dish. Yeah, I. It, when watching this film this time was thinking about that lake that turns into the satellite dish. By the is, way, the, the Arecibo telescope does not look like that. No, it Wait, doesn't. It, it, I've been there. I yeah. think you have too. Haven't yes, you, I, yeah. it's, it's freaking amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, it's it in Puerto Rico. It's, it's lovely. I mean, and it is like this, it's a bowl in the ground. Yeah, it's built it, into a sinkhole. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. It's also featured in Contact. Yes. Uh, also not as the Arecibo uh, telescope. It's, yeah called some other telescope yeah. because I don't know why they even because it's an actual radio telescope I know why just couldn't use they it. just called it the just Air, use it I think in the book it's well anyway that's, well, yeah, that's, yeah 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 I mean we, I, if you we'll go talk, on this it, tangent I'm going to yeah, start we'll, talking we'll talk about, about the very large array which you I was at last year you know what I noticed about the satellite dish was what did that you notice? its shadow looked like the symbol for the Deathly Hallows it did nice well what I thought about was and Hagrid's in this. And Hagrid's in this movie. <laughs> there, there's this lake. I mean, it's a big effing lake yeah. that you need to hide the satellite dish. Because it's a huge satellite dish. It's a huge satellite dish. Really satellite. It, was, it was the largest single aperture satellite dish until last year. And it... When a bigger one was built and the in lake, China. The le- well, the Chinese, you know. Yeah, well, you know, the 500 lake. meter large array for the glorious Republic of whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So the lake has to drain. And yeah. it drains in like... 30 seconds and that's a ass ton of water. Yeah. The, 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 well, that water. was ma- that was and magical what I water because it was is where does the water go? And think about the kind of pumps that they have to have to <laughs> refill that satellite dish. One might say that that's a plot hole you could drive a tank through. That's a plot- <laughs> And wasn't that a glorious thing? Oh, my God. The tank tank chase is a thing of beauty. Oh, my God. The beauty beauty of the tank chase is, like, everybody in the house just stops and watches it. It's like, when's the tank chase going? Oh, there's the tank chase. Everybody's, like, frozen in time. Just, hey. Just, oh, it's going to get the statue on top of it now. Yeah, that's on my bucket list now, is driving a tank around some city with a statue on top of it. Why would that not be on your bucket list? And if you can drive it through a Perrier truck, all so all much the, the better. All the better. Well, yeah, but he got some free Perrier. It was all over the tank. Mm-hmm. On his broken Perrier? Yeah, there was, it was sitting We're next to him. We're going to have to watch the tank chase again because there I were, There the were cans on the tank. Was, mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. were cans on the tank. There were, there were cans everywhere. Okay. I, know, I know this is this has to be part of Melissa's 
tri- trivia, but I well, read yeah. this and I think it's amazing. That, oh, the Perrier That Perrier people? insisted on the recovery of every can used in that scene because they didn't want anybody taking those cans and making fake Perrier and putting it in their cans. What a bunch yeah. of a-holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Perrier is owned by Nestle, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think it is. The Nestle folks are a-holes. Yeah, they but, are. But... Uh, this uh, this is the first post we talked last time. We weren't sure where where it was in the. We, we thought it might have been post uh, post this Cold is, War. This is the first, but this is definitely fully post Cold War because to the point that they uh, they wrote they it in. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they reference it directly in the opening where, credits. It's mm-hmm. all over the place. Oh yeah, it's it's about the fall of Russia and yeah. and the uh, License to Kill, which was immediately previous to this. While it technically came out after the end of the Cold War. Uh, they didn't really reference what was going on. And now that it had sat for a few years, they knew what to do with it. Right. So, and this is also the longest gap between Bond films. Uh, we, it's like six and a half years. It's like six years. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons Timothy Dalton didn't come back. It was a really long time between uh, films. This film, uh, Dalton, they thought was going to do it. Then Dalton's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do Bond again. Mm-hmm. And then they had to go out and find another Bond. So apparently, apparently, they decided to go after Liam Neeson first. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, not a bad call given yep. his later career. But uh, he said no. And and I think next in line was Paul McGann. Yeah. And, but but I, if I remember right, director Chris Columbus was a big fan of Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. and heard about this going on and he called up the producers and said, you know... I think Pierce Brosnan is open, guys. Didn't, didn't guys, you want him guys. To play Bond the last time you were looking for a new Bond, maybe yeah. you want him now. So. Or, or, or gals, as the case may be, because I think this is the first film that Barbara Broccoli produced. Yes, because uh, Albert Broccoli had passed away. No, he was or, still alive for sorry. this one. He passed away a year after this. Okay, but uh, she had taken over producer duties. So mm-hmm. she's uh, responsible, and, and and I mean they make some interesting decisions. I mean, obviously. Uh, views on men and women in film have evolved even more since 1995, but mm-hmm. they make the decision of casting M as a woman. They make yeah. a decision of the not necessarily em, embracing Bond's womanizing ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, acknowledging it. Yeah. Absolutely saying this is still the same guy, mm-hmm. but... Also acknowledging the slightly creep factor that yeah. they've up to this point sort of just pushed to the side and pretended isn't a big deal. The Bond girl is a computer programmer. Yep. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is and really she awesome. is she is integral to the success of the final plot. Mm-hmm. Her skills are required mm-hmm. to succeed, uh, which I think is. Um, it's very nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I just love how Judy Dench just dresses down Bond before oh he leaves her off. <laughs> I, I think you're a misogynistic dinosaur. <laughs> it's like, that's go also, Judy. That's also on my bucket list now is being dressed down by Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Dench. Dressed <laughs> down by Dame, Jane, Judy, Jane, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Tim, t- Tim's voice chip just failed. Dressed Hold on. Down we, the we... Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> By the way, uh, in the National Portrait Gallery, which is a wonderful place to tour if you're in, in London, there is a spectacular portrait 
of Dame Judi Dench. Of course there is. And it's wonderful. Of course there is. Yeah. So she, yeah, and, and they cast her as, as M. That's a ma- major shift there. Mm-hmm. Uh, both in the depiction of the character, which over the course of uh, Pierce Brosnan and uh, then into uh, Daniel Craig as Bond, they're going to uh, make M a far more... Interesting character. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially I mean, in the Craig years. Yeah. But even in Pierce Brosnan, uh, The World Is Not Enough, which is a horrible, horrible Bond film, and I don't recommend it to anyone, has but, some lovely M work yeah. in it. And um, it has some other features that I really like, but it's not a good It also not has a uh, Denise Richards as a nuclear yeah, physicist. That sucks. Yeah, that's we, ta- we were yeah. talking about that. We were sucks. talking about Denise Richards, and, and we aren't, we aren't going to watch the film, but... But uh, the main Bond girl turns out to be... Spoiler, the Bond villain. Not Denise oh Richards. Oh, my God. And but, she's the good actress. But yeah, she, the Richards, good actress gets to be the villain. Denise Richards is our main Bond Bond girl, and she plays a nuclear physicist, and it is not even a little bit convincing. And then Tomorrow Never Dies has uh, Jonathan Price. It does. Basically a modern William Randolph Hearst. Tomorrow Never Dies I is a... I love t- this idea. To- oh, right? And, uh, what's even better, Tomorrow Never Dies has Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Ooh. As the Bond girl. And that one That one is actually a lot of fun. I keep forgetting about it's, the existence no, I, of that and, one. And that one, I was thinking of that car chase scene because I, I got... Because that's swap. spectacular. Because the oh, car that, the chase moped, scene the moped in, scene in Tomorrow Never Dies where he's got the, the, he's got the remote control on his phone mm-hmm. and he's like hiding in the back seat and driving the car without being able to see how yeah, <laughs> that that's kind of badass. A, yeah. That's a badass car chase scene. And uh, but but for me it's tank. Tank. Yeah the tank. tank. The tank, tank is, is Aww, and then tank. then you know when when Xenia is getting uh, clearly about to have an orgasm because he's going to derail the train. Yes. <laughs> Jesus that's so weird. And I love it. I mean it's kind of that's addressing amazing. the weird psychosexual <laughs> violence and sex undercurrent of all the Bond movies and just making it really just overt. Just making it really overt, it just, yeah. It's like, fuck it, just make it really overt. It's going to be great. And yes, you're right. There it is. <laughs> and, and she is having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. We just basically want you to... to almost reach orgasm every time you think you're about to die. And she's like, well, right on. Will that work for you? Strangling... <laughs> strangling men with your thighs. With thighs. Basically, try to bite every man that comes near you. <laughs> um, all right. So, what else should we discuss about uh, this film? Because well, you know, see. it's, it's just ch- yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, no, Chris. I haven't talked about the clothes yet. Yes. Well, I was haven't. wondering when you bring it up. <laughs> mm, yes. How how does Pierce Brosnan do in uh, terms of rocking the suit? Two thumbs up on rocking the suit. Mm, yeah, very much. The 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 dark hair and the blue eyes totally go with the suit thing. I had forgotten that the popped collar on the coat was uh, was a thing for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. But um, it was the right five minutes. It was the right five minutes. <laughs> um, I, I was okay with that coat despite the popped collar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, and also no complaints about the tuxedo either. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the casino scene, the Monte Carlo scene where he's oh, yeah. and and you know this one and it really does feel like they they were trying to do a little bit of a Bond reset. It hits every Bond mark. You know, you've got Bond gambling in the casino with Baccarat. Yeah, Baccarat, which is mm-hmm. his game. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's uh, you've got the gigantic lair for the villain at the end that he gets to blow up because that's what Bond does. Mm-hmm. He makes gigantic villain lairs explode. Mm-hmm. There are many gadgets. 
There, are, yes, gadgets, you've got the gadgets. Yes. You've got the very standard now expected Q scene where we would just kind of walk through Q Branch and watch a couple of absurd weapons go off. <laughs> and I, and you know what? I love that Q scene. I love it so much the because guy, it. There's so much going on in the background. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> interns being blown across the office. That guy that gets stuck in the phone booth with the airbag. Yes. He's just like, <laughs> 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 who's gonna let me out? Nobody told him. They're just like going to that phone. <laughs> and answer the phone. He's like, okay. And the final punchline is that, don't touch that. It's That's my lunch. lunch. <laughs> um, can I just say, I'm going to be very, very nervous for a while now whenever I hear anybody clicking a pen. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I love that scene too because it's you can tell that he's counting one, two, three. Now, boom. <laughs> and it's just so beautiful. It makes me so happy. Uh, <sighs> the, the belt buckle was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we saw the watch laser again. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the watch laser. There you can never. The watch laser never gets old. Never does. Never gets old. Lasers are the, always cool. The, the, when when you've got uh, Sean Bean's character uh, comparing watches, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just the exact same watch. It works the same goddamn way, and it's <laughs> it's kind of amusing mm-hmm. that that they they kind of. They pay an homage to the the history of gadgets in Bond films. It's like yeah. they've always been there, but you know what we got to talk about for a second, or I want to talk about for a second. <laughs> yeah. How that of, how that uh, plane stunt wouldn't work? Well, not even the plane stunt, which <laughs> I will oh talk God. about. That's, I'm saving that. I'm saving that for final thoughts. But no, I'm talking about the bungee jump stunt at the beginning of the film off the dam. That was a world record breaker. It was a real stunt. The yeah. dude actually did a bungee jump. It was over 700 off. feet off of wow. this yeah. dam. And yeah. it's just, and it's actually what uh, I think goes wrong. With the Bond franchise later in the Pierce Brosnan era, the reason I complain about Die Another Day uh, so much, aside from the fact it's... I was going to say, is that the only reason you complain about No, Die no, Day? there's so many reasons. It's there dumb. are a lot of reasons. But there are several stunts that you cannot for a moment see how they could do it with a real person. Right. There's, there, there is a surfing stunt where James Bond is surfing behind uh, on a wave using a parachute, and the wave was created by a glacier, ha- or an iceberg having broken off a glacier and splashed into the ocean to create this giant wave. He's not N- kidding. No, I'm not kidding. And none of it is real. It's yeah. all CGI. It's god-awful. And, and the thing is, it is made in an era when CGI is already a thing that we expect. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense in a Bond film. You have to, I, for me, if a Bond film doesn't feel like some of the, these stunts are at least rooted in somebody actually being able to do a stunt, yeah. it loses the Bond mystique for mm-hmm. me. I have to feel like Bond can physically make this happen, even if the physics aren't right. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but if at least the action itself can be performed in some way by a human, then I'm much more forgiving. It's kind yeah. of got the, the direction you're going, it's kind of like MacGyver. Like it's, it's, it's much more entertaining if you think, oh, you actually could disarm a bomb with a paper clip and scotch tape, but mm-hmm. you can't actually build a bomb with a paper clip and scotch tape. Right. 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 Although MacGyver is amusing because everything he did could be done save one step. Yeah. Because they never wanted to actually give people the information on how to do it. Yeah. So they would eliminate an extremely important step or item that you actually needed to complete the task. Yeah. So anyway, there's your MacGyver trivia (laughs) for today. But uh, going back to the stunts, it's interesting that um, 
the Brosnan films veered so far off course in that in that sense. And then when we get to the Daniel Craig years, um, the guy who directed this movie, Martin Campbell, is the guy who directed Casino Royale, Which and is Casino the Royale was, watch. and ca- Casino Royale was a hundred percent okay. We're going to do some freaking parkour, and it's going to be real parkour. people. Parkour, <laughs> parkour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, during the five minutes that was a thing, but it's badass in uh, in Casino Royale. By the way, dear friends, if you enjoy parkour, the thing that you need to watch that's the most awesome is the parkour scene from The Office. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> or, or Punisher Warzone. <laughs> If there was ever a reason to watch a Punisher film. Yeah. I, I feel uh, – <laughs> oh, there is reasons, Tim. That one. Oh, reasons. yeah. There is reasons. There is reasons. <laughs> there are okay. so many reasons. Uh, Melissa, what do we need to talk about in terms of trivia? The, oh, the we've had a lot of them, trivia page on this one is just like five – Hundred entries long. Well, yeah, because a lot of them are like they were going to do this to the script, and they were going to cast this person. And, and there's so many of there's those. There's like fifty but, entries uh, on what uh, cars there are in this film. Yeah, because the car. Nuts okay, there's so many cars. Yeah. Although the BMW, uh-huh. <clears throat> the BMW uh, that they give them was a prototype. It was like this three million dollar prototype that BMW said, "Here, don't don't wreck it. Don't hurt it. Don't hurt it. Please. Uh, but please feature our, our car in your film, please. Thank you. And uh, so they did. And um, even though it was a $3 million car and they did crash it into a Ferrari, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, BMW recouped $240 million in pre-sales on that model. Wow. And they made a special edition, w- 007 edition, which sold out in a day. <laughs> So they did okay. Because everybody thought I could drive a race against Famke Jansen in Monte Carlo. Yeah, I think it was, I think it's still considered one of the most successful product placements in a film ever. Who are these people who have this money and how can I get some of them? Yeah, right? <laughs> so the, the Ferrari that they crashed was rented. <laughs> And they crash it into bum, the BMW. Bum, bum. And uh, um, insurance for that sort of thing. Be- <laughs> before they returned it, they had to uh, re- have it repaired overnight to the tune of eighty thousand dollars <laughs> overnight. <laughs> Which was more than they paid Mini Driver to appear in the film. Oh, in- indeed. Stunned by your mom. <laughs> Although I think she got like five thousand dollars for it. It's like, pay me five thousand dollars to sing badly. I'm in. I, I can do that. As Hagrid's, yeah. as Hagrid's girlfriend. It's Hagrid's girlfriend, Hagrid's damn it. Hagrid's girlfriend, no less. Pay me, pay me five grand to be in a Bond film singing yeah, badly shit, with a yeah. Russian accent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there, uh, okay. there's a woman stand in the Baccarat scene, there's a woman standing behind Famke Jansen in a gold dress, and uh, she actually won a contest to be in the Bond movie. <laughs> So it's like, yay! But she'd won it right after The Living Daylight six years earlier. Yeah, so she'd wait a long time to be in a bond. They're like, ah, she probably doesn't care anymore. So we go, yeah, yeah, I care. Yeah. She thought that she was going to be with Timothy Dalton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But turns out Pierce Brosnan, not so big of a trade down. Great. Indeed. Mm. So uh, the music. They're new composer, eh, I'm not so big on the score on this no, one. No, I'm but not either because it, it, it harkens back to 80 synth tracks, which yeah. is, in my mind, the worst uh, well, film scoring trend in the history of film. Yeah, yeah. and it's just, well, no, like, like, like pure 80s, like the pure unadult 
traded 80s soundtracks I'm all for because they're like genuine and and hey, and this is I like 1995 know. and they're like kind of embarrassed of the synth I but they still know. think the it's kind of cool the and then in, in Lady Hawk it's like you watch it now and you're see, like see that's Lady Hawk oh, see I blame Alan Parsons project for that well that's because they're the ones that made it I know but anyway alright anyway I'm with you Melissa I've got a soft spot for the 80s <laughs> yeah I'm, 80s. I'm totally I'm for the 80s. 80s I do not like 80s synth tracks I'm I'm okay with Vangelis even but but uh, Alan Parsons project I draw the line so anyway um, <laughs> not big on school with a guy named Alan Parsons interesting yeah Oh. And he was a big fan of the Alan Parsons project. Well, yeah, you know, I think cool. he kind of. By the to time be. he reached his twenties, he was probably realized what an idiot he was. <laughs> oh boy! So anyway, um, the uh, the Bond diva theme, you know that that's uh, of course Tina Turner. Tina Turner, who is fantastic. I love her, but it's not what a great theme. I've got to do. No, it's not. Written that. by Bono and the Edge from U two. <laughs> Bono and the Edge. That's you right. wrote the music for Tina Turner to sing. Bono, the Edge, and Tina Turner. <laughs> and, and Bono. Bono a bar. Yeah. yeah, right? And they write a Bond theme song. <laughs> well, actually. That's almost what happened. <laughs> almost. The aristocrats. It's, it's almost, this is almost exactly what took place. No, what, what had happened was Bono had a honeymoon at... The uh, at the Ian Jamaican Fleming's. at Ian Fleming's Jamaican beach house, which was named Golden Eye, hence the name of the film. Okay. Yep. So this is the first Bond movie that was completely fabricated, not out of they Ian Fleming. Anything from any Ian Fleming. Yeah, novel they just named it after his beach house and, and went with it. There are worse so, ideas. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Yeah, uh, helicopters. I mean, it had a, a lot of helicopters. Calling a calling a satellite Goldeneye. I mean that that I, I'll I'm okay with this. Yeah, I mean, seriously, there sense. were a lot of helicopters in this movie. There were a I lot just, of helicopters. I mean, and when I was watching, I'm like, I forgot how many goddamn helicopters there are in this film. Anyway, and I'm sorry. Non, yeah, so a many. Zero number of them explode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And you know what? In Tomorrow Never Dies, there's a helicopter. Anyway. <laughs> You know, I, I'm remembering Dave Barry's. It, 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 helicopters are Pierce Brosnan skiing. <laughs> I, I think you're I'm right. I'm remembering Dave Barry's column that he wrote, The 50 Things I Have Learned in 50 Years. And the first thing on that column is that the badness of a movie is directly proportional to the number of helicopters in it. Well, mm. then he got it wrong where GoldenEye is concerned. Yeah, I, I, clearly... I'm going to agree yeah. with that because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, with the helicopters yeah. in a way that I wasn't okay with the skiing. <laughs> exactly. There was almost skiing, but there wasn't skiing. There was not skiing. No. Black Hawk Down is a fine movie, and it's all about a helicopter. Yeah. Anyway, go yeah. on. Go on. I'm That's sorry, an Melissa. That's film. a weird movie yeah. with Robert Downey. Oh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Helicopters. Great. Yes. Full of helicopters. Dave Barry so. wrong. <laughs> Dave Barry did not learn anything in 50 years. Not a goddamn thing. Why is he, why is he well known thing, and not us? The next thing in the column is that a penny saved is worthless. <laughs> but that is accurate. That is all. That it's is true. accurate. Yeah. It's true. Anyway, uh, Melissa, getting back to the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is Irish. He was once Remington Steel. Yay. Yeah. Um, he was also in a somewhat terrible, somewhat awesome uh, John McTiernan film called Nomads, which was kind of how his career started in movies. Um, let's see. Yeah. People primarily knew him, at least in this country, from Remington Steel, and then he 
promptly went on to James Bond. And uh, people like him. He was He's Irish, but he moved to the UK when he was young, so uh, he can convincingly play both accents, which is nice. And uh, he's a professional fire eater. Really? Which might explain why he can't sing, but that's a different podcast. Uh, yeah, anyway, totally. Uh, yeah, d- apparently he performed in a circus when he was young, and knows he knows how to do actual huh, fire eating. Cool. And if he knows how to eat fire, he can certainly blow fire, because that's easier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes, it is. So Sean Bean... At least two, okay. of, the table, uh, two of the people at this table, table know no, that. yes. Yeah. yeah, it's true. We'll leave you, dear listeners, to figure out who. It's true. Uh, Sean Bean, Boromir, you know. Poor me. I hear he's also in some called Game of Thrones. Not for long. I know. So I'm sorry if you haven't started spoiler. watching. Spoiler. <laughs> also You're on season seven, but if you haven't gotten to you the haven't middle, gotten season one yet. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he was in The Martian, in which he did not die. Oh, that's right. It's he true. Play, he gets he to live. Play golf. <laughs> yes, yes. In uh, Jupiter Ascending, he's covered in bees. Uh, bees. Bees. And then uh, bees? apparently they... Bees. 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 And <laughs> his name is Stinger. Oh, my God. It's such a terrible that film. Movie is so Jupiter bad. Bad. I love it and that I hate it. So we got it. We got to do that movie someday. Oh, my God. You yes. Guys, you oh. guys need to tell me when you're doing that because I have seen it. So yeah. I can't be the proper... <sighs> guest for that. Oh, we can show it to somebody. We just have to find the right person that can sit in the room with their mouth open wide going, what (laughs) What the the fuck is this? I like dogs. I like dogs. I like dogs. Oh my God, what a movie. I kind of love it and it just dazzles me. Anyway, 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 this is not about that movie. That's because you love trash. I do love trash and that is some spectacular (laughs) trash. It's very pretty trash. It's gorgeous trash. Oh man. And and it has has Sean Bean covered in bees. Bees. Isn't he like half a bee? Yeah, he's like half a bee. The half a bee. You gotta wonder, Sean Bean gets the script for this. He's like, wait, what? Everybody who got the script for that had to think that. No, 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 no. He's like, oh, these are the guys who made the Matrix. Well, kind of woman. Now two women. Now two women. These are the people. These are the people who made the Matrix. And I'm in. He's a working British actor. He's been in... Sure. Damn near 200 movies by this point, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Why not? Bees! bees. So I'm anyway. covered in bees! All right, so I'm in. That's what we're going to say about Sean Bean. I'm covered in bees. <laughs> covered in bees! Uh, he, he's a big soccer fan, or football, as they call football. it. Football. In, 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 uh, in Europe. Uh, to the point where he has, like, tattoos dedicated to his favorite team. So he's pretty much... Just kind of this guy who lives in London with his daughters and and drinks a pint and and watches a lot of football and then he goes off and does. Then he goes movies. off and makes movies where yeah. he dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or he's covered in bees. Mm-hmm. He's, he's <laughs> he didn't die in Jupiter Ascending. He... Did he live? I think he lived. You know, Ooh. I remember so little about the specifics of Jupiter Ascending. Maybe that... that's why it went all horribly wrong. They did not kill <laughs> they didn't the bean. Kill <laughs> they did yeah. not kill the bean. Um, also, he's terrified of flying. <laughs> Which made it really interesting working on Lord of the Rings because I reading that. Yeah, because um, they filmed some of the scenes like on, on top of a mountain, so they would uh, helicopter the the cast up to the top. He'd walk up two hours every day in, in costume. Old, yeah. <laughs> well, at least he was warm. That's right. And he yeah. was staying in shape. Yeah, very well, much yes. so. Yes, he, he's clearly mm-hmm. in shape, and now we know why. 
it's because he's too afraid to fly yeah. and he walks everywhere. And he walks everywhere. He hikes up mountains in, in his costume and sword and shield. Yep. And armor. Yeah. I, I presume they might hand him his sword and shield when he gets up to the top and maybe just maybe he's just hiking in his armor. Maybe he's doing I, it for authenticity. Maybe he's very method. I'm just glad he wasn't I mean, playing a dwarf because I then mean, he'd be in makeup too. Oh yeah, and like didn't shower or wash his costume for literally days. But that's that's Vigo. That he's he's an unusual human. But he's not in this movie. So he's not in this. We're movie. gonna move on. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about him when we eventually. It is, it is watch. my job to maintain focus on this podcast. I know it doesn't seem oh, that right. way sometimes, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, let's this see. is news to me. Famke Jansen uh, was just starting to come into her uh, acting career at this point. Uh, she was a model that uh, worked for Chanel. Um, yeah, she's uh, like six acting. feet tall. Yeah, she's, she's a very tall woman. Size 11 shoes. They actually had to custom make shoes for her for this movie. Wow. And, you know, I can find size 11 shoes like in Kohl's, so it's like I don't know where you guys are shopping. Well, um, when you're talking about Italian high heels, they may not. Yeah, this that's was, probably true. This was 1995. Yeah. The, the internet was barely there at True. It, as you can see in the computer I terminals. I am invincible. I will I send a spike. Send spike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, I get the key spike and I send, send Spike. Yes. <laughs> God. Look at my gold. The worst passwords in the world. Yes. Oh, my God. Knockers. Uh, uh. So anyway, there was... The, yeah, there the passwords anyway. were clearly written by people who didn't understand passwords. Yeah. 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 There, was, there was barely an internet... There was no Google to there was Google no size 11 women's Italian heels. <laughs> yeah, I... I think 1995 is just shortly after I, the, like the World Wide Web was just starting to like come into the universities for for general use. It wasn't until like 1988, 1999 when it was really starting to roll out to home. So, can I? Yeah, I mean, just because I'm thinking about Famke Jansen at this moment. In Famke Jansen, yes. Can I just say that it seems very strange to me that a prototype helicopter is stolen. And the response is, nah, we don't need to track it. I know. Does, I mean, one anyway, might, never mind. Plot hole. say that's a plot hole you could drive a tank through. <laughs> tank! <laughs> By the way, dear listeners, in Kasota, Minnesota, there is a place <clears throat> called Drive a Tank, which you can find at driveatank.com, where you can go and drive a tank. We're but going not- there. Uh huh. We are, we are not a tank with a statue on it, so far as we know. No, we could probably bring I our will own. I bring my own statue. But no, no, no. This is better. This is better. Um, if you pay extra, they will let you drive a tank over a car. If you pay a little extra than that, they will let you drive a tank over two cars. And if you pay top dollar, they will let you drive a tank through a mobile home. Yeah. <laughs> When are we going? <laughs> right? When real, are we going? Real education <laughs> field trip, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't cheap. No. <laughs> but it's great. I don't care. I know, right? Oh, my God. I got to show you some photos when I did it. Um, Have you done this? I did. I drove a tank through a lake. I did I did not drive it over cars, but uh, somebody else who was there that day was doing the drive over two cars. And so I got to stand by and film it. Oh it was awesome. It was really great. 
<laughs> this is now my birthday present as to Pierce, myself. As Pierce Brosnan drive a tank over drive a, a tank. As Pierce Brosnan can attest, driving tanks over cars is fun. <laughs> and he's a dear listeners, driveatank.com. Driveatank.com. And I, it's in fact, awesome. and back to she did a lot of her own stunts in this movie. Yeah, she did. Uh, because she apparently <laughs> she broke some ribs. Yes. Because wow. because that that scene in the sauna where uh she's trying to uh you know strangle Pierce Brosnan to death with her legs. Um, she had insisted, it's like, make it look like, like, like it's really hurting, so just slam me against the, ho- the wall as hard as you can. It's padded, don't worry. No, she broke some ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Pierce. And yet, you know, she looks pretty happy while doing it, so, you yeah. know, that's, that's the, some acting. So it got weird. It got weird. <laughs> it got weird. <laughs> I'm sure Pierce Brosnan's there thinking, oh my God. Oh my God. We are, sadly, closing in on the point we're going to need to do final thoughts. Okay, first of all, first first of all. I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm giving you a heads up. I need to talk about Alan Cumming because Alan Alan Cumming, oh my God. Yes! I didn't even see him. Nightcrawler Bamf. Because he's awesome. Bamf. Now, I know we've already talked about Alan Cumming because we've watched Josie and the Pussycats. We have. And yes. he's spectacular like in Josie yeah. and the Pussycats. But this was like right in between his runs on uh, on Cabaret when he was playing the MC on Broadway. Yes, that's the one. Oh, yeah, so the, the dirtiest, filthiest MC ever. I loved him. Oh my God, he's so good. Right, it's, it's fantastic. And, and, of course, you know, we mentioned Dumb Judy Dench. Um, who has been acting since uh, the 1950s, I think. Yes. Speaking of dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Judy Dench. But, she, but, but she is the awesomest dinosaur. Also, did no, you know... No, I wasn't talking about Judy Dench. I was saying she's been acting since the time of the dinosaurs. That's possibly true. That is possible. Yeah, and she's wonderful. And uh, she received all of her Oscar nominations since she passed 60 years old. Wow. Which is... Like seven of them. Sad that nobody noticed her before then. Well, over here, she's won just about every acting uh, award multiple times over in England. Yeah, yeah, like BAFTAs. Yeah, you know. Look at Judy Dench being good again. (laughs) She is the the best stately older lady. Yeah, yeah. The only the only woman I've ever seen come close to her is Maggie Smith. Yeah, and she's amazing too. Dame Maggie Smith. Dame Maggie Smith. Dame Maggie Smith. Because Dame Maggie Smith, as McGonagall, can kind of out Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Mm Hmm. 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 All right. There's at least one movie where they're together, I think. Ooh. Where they act. Mm, I'm not sure I can I need stand to watch that. that. Right? We need to watch that, whatever <laughs> the, it is. The awesome would fill up the room. There did, wouldn't be any space. Did you know that Dom Judy Dench has a tattoo? <gasps> really? Yeah, she has Carpe Diem written on her wrist. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Good That's for her. Hot. I thought it was probably like one through nine written in Elvish on it somewhere. Because <laughs> she... She uh, secretly played Gimli. <laughs> she, yeah, because Gimli... Because uh, John Reese davies refused to be tattooed, right? Right. Yeah. It was his stunt double that was tattooed. Ta- yeah. So, secretly, dump Judy Dench. You heard dump it here Judy first. Dench. We know things on real education. That's we why, do. That's why the word education is right in the title of our podcast. I'm very educated <laughs> oh, right and, now. And by the way, Tim and I are both right about it being... We are. We should point that out yeah. uh, oh because this is, it is this is our 99th episode that has been posted put on the web. But it is the one to three one hundredth we recorded because we recorded an episode for bringing up baby and we had technical issues and we couldn't 
use it. Which is a shame because that one was really oh, fun. It was hilarious. You it have no brilliant. idea what you're missing, you listeners. You don't know the brilliance that did not happen yeah. to your ears. Yeah, we need on that to. One. But that means that this is indeed our 99th episode. Yeah. Which was on purpose, and we'll explain why in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Right, right after final thoughts. Okay. So. So. Uh, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Uh, so, yay, this was a great Bond film. I, I very much enjoyed it. Costuming was was good. Uh, Pierce rocks the suit. Loved mm-hmm. the tan suit as well. Um, so, in terms of other Brosnan films, you've said that Die Another Day is awful, World is Not Enough is awful. Tomorrow Never Dies is really solid. Tomorrow mm-hmm. Never Dies is not awful. So there are basically yeah. two really good Brosnan films and two pretty bad ones. Yeah. Okay. I can't even think about Die Another Day without thinking about the Madonna theme, which was all over the radio at the time. Yeah. Another yeah. Die Another Day. When when Madonna thought she was going to be Bjork, and I think Pink wanted to be Madonna. It's so hard and... to keep track. <laughs> I need a flowchart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can make that. Very, very solid Bond film. Really enjoyed it. All right. Thumbs up from Chris. Melissa, final thought. Dom Judy Dench's first role on the stage was as a snail. <laughs> I'm the snail with the mail. I'll deliver without fail. It probably wasn't that role. No, I Sorry. don't think it was. <laughs> anyway. I think, I think it was a school play. Oh. I'm feeling so educated right, right? now. Uh, my final thought, uh, as I mentioned, as we were watching the film at the beginning, uh, and I said I would save this for the end, the, the stunt in which Bond follows the airplane off the cliff is to it, me the worst moment in that film because it is the least believable. Mm-hmm. If there's an airplane that is accelerating and a man on a motorcycle who is not, <laughs> and they both go over the cliff, what's going to happen is the airplane will hit the ground and then the man will hit the ground. <laughs> the man will not be able to accelerate to the point that he can get into the plane and pull it out of the dive before it hits the canyon floor. And... It just bugs me every time. And the film is all uphill from there. But every time I see that stunt, I'm like, nope, would not work. But but Tim, this film has a tank. It does. With a statue on it. Yes. A statue tank. Statue tank. uh, And also Darth Train. Oh, yeah, next. yeah, we, we didn't even talk, <laughs> we didn't even about, talk about the explosion. We didn't even talk about the Soviet Snowpiercer. <laughs> that was given the name Darth Train Darth on the Train. set. Which was on fire. Which was on fire. <laughs> that was also in the film. It was, that was, it was amazing. It was derailed by a tank. Yes. <laughs> All right, and, so... And, and, and Famke Jansen looked like she was about to get off uh-huh. as the train was hurtling toward the tank. <laughs> It looked like the train was aimed straight at her vagina. That's, that's I mean, basically... Wait, her vagina wait, wait. looks like a tank? No. Sure. What? I, well, I don't know. I've never seen... Anyway. It, I think it well, looked like her train was em, emotionally <laughs> aimed straight at her vagina. She, her facial expression. What the hell? Her facial expression. Stop digging, Tim. Stop I mean, digging. Our next film. <laughs> For our 100th episode, we have found somebody who has not seen Star Wars. Oh, my God. And if we're going to do a a podcast called Real Education without doing Star Wars, I don't know what the hell kind of podcast we would be. So (laughs) for our 100th episode, we are going to do Star Wars. And then we are going to follow Pierce Brosnan 
to a absolutely fantastic movie called The Matador. Yes. Um, and we followed Roger Moore to a movie where he played kind of a parody of himself as Bond. And what's interesting is we do the same thing with Pierce Brosnan and The Matador, but the results are quite, quite different. And much better. Yes. Yeah, it's just, it's a spectacular piece of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for that one. But next, next up, dear listeners, 100th episode, Star Wars. <laughs> Stick around Star for that. Wars. Star Wars. Nothing, nothing but, but Star Wars. <laughs> and Chris will be back for our final Bond film when we watch Casino Royale. Yes. Yay. With Daniel Craig. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Beep.